Thank Why you. <laughs> you made me have a panic attack. Mm-hmm. Well, hey there, everybody. It's good to see everybody tonight on this fine Wednesday night, the 20th of May. Pray that everybody's doing well at home. You've had your supper, so you can sit down here and relax and open up a Bible. Just don't go to sleep because your belly's full, okay? <laughs> all right, we don't want them doing that. So anyway, hey, it's good to see you all tonight on a Word and a Prayer with Sister Denine and Brother Phil. It's so good to have each and every one of you tonight. And uh, just pray that you've had a great and excellent week. Here we are on hump day, right? Hump day, yeah. This is hump day, and so it's a good Wednesday, and it's a good time for us to be together as we go through the whole armor oh of God, God, right? That's right, yes. Uh, you know, you all like the Colosseum we have behind us, and of course, we got in the corner there, what, uh, over Denise's shoulder, it's a helmet. Helmet. For the helmet of salvation, oh, right? So, yes. Uh, so before we get started, just want to uh, give you a, a few things to think about. Um, uh, we're going to pray here in a minute, but I want you to lift up Gary Joy. Gary Joy is one of our own here. Uh, was in a motorcycle accident uh, a little over, what, about a week ago. Mm-hmm. I found out his son Daniel gave me a call, and uh, he's doing, he's okay. I talked with him on the phone a few hours ago. Uh, he is in extreme pain. He has like nine cracked ribs. Uh, he has like a broken clavicle, and I don't know if there's anything else going on, but he said, just please, everybody, pray for yeah. his pain, because I can imagine uh, that hurts uh, very much. So, so Brother Gary, if you're watching, we love you, brother. We are lifting you up to the Lord and mm-hmm. laying you at his feet and uh, the whole family there, and just recover, brother. He's up in Asheville, North Carolina, of all places. Beautiful place, so you know, hope, he, hope he's got a good wind to view up there. So anyway, we just love you, Brother Gary. We're just going to be praying for you. Also, at the end of uh, our Bible study tonight, uh, myself, along with the leadership team, the seven men that I meet with on on a weekly basis, uh, you should have received your letters by now. And if you have, uh, just kind of stick with us at the end. We have a little announcement to make at the end, a couple announcements actually. And I just want you to watch that. But the men and I have been together in prayer and have made some decisions and uh, based on the on what's going on and uh, the fast-moving separation mm-hmm. for uh, our campus to become Hills Church and I kind of explain that. So <laughs> we're so excited about what's going on, what God's doing in amongst mm. His people here at the Hills Campus uh, Family Fellowship. Yes. So it's really kind of cool. So let's go to the Lord in prayer uh, tonight. Join us, please, as we pray together. And just invite Jesus into our conversation through the Word of God tonight. Father, we just uh, humble ourselves in your presence. Thank you, God, for all that you do in and through our life. Lord, we know without you, Lord, we can't do anything. Lord, you are the vine, and we are absolutely the branches. And that, Lord, as we abide in you and you abide in us, Lord, you say that we will bear much fruit. And you said, for apart from me, apart from him, we can't do absolutely nothing. None of us, whether we're in our living room home watching or in our study or 
uh, McDonald's in the parking lot watching or here. Lord, we can't do anything apart from you. We don't have heartbeat, breath. We don't, we don't even live apart from you, Lord Jesus. And we just thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be able to read the living word of God, to be able to look at the writings and go back to the first century time, Lord, where the Colosseum is in view here, God, to go back to know that Paul, you know, has written uh, these uh, words, has penned these words, Lord, as he's uh, in prison and he's chained to a Roman guard, Lord, and we know this, and we just pray, Lord Jesus, that he didn't write it for no reason, but he wrote it, Lord, that would give us some uh, great encouragement for us, Lord, that we could put on that heart, that we could be prepared for the battle. And so that tells me that there will always be a battle. There's mm. always a, we can expect the conflict. We can expect yes. adversity. We can expect the trials and the traumas of life that come our way, especially as believers, God. Mm. Uh, Lord, that when, we, when we are in love with you, Jesus, we're an enemy to the world. I mean, your Bible is very clear with that. Your word is very clear with that. Lord, we should not be so surprised when bad things happen to us. We should not be surprised when people come against us. Lord, help us to be prepared for those battles by putting on this whole armor of God. We thank you, Lord, for everything that's going on. We just pray you continue to heal Brother Gary up there. Uh, Lord, be with all of us. Be with his family, Lord, and just touch them all. And Lord, just alleviate the pain. Remove the pain from him tonight that he can get a sweet night's rest tonight as he's mending uh, day by day and moment by moment. Lord, we thank you for everybody, God. We thank you for all that's going on and here at the uh, Hills campus, soon to be the Hills Church. Uh, we thank you, Lord, that we're going to be coming back and meeting together. We're going to hear about that a little bit later on. But God, just be with uh, Sister Denine now and everybody that's out there, Lord, that we would uh, sit here and look at your word. And Lord, that we would learn from you. And God, that you would uh, make us better when we leave here than when we sat down. So God, I give you praise and honor and glory for it all. For it's in Jesus' holy name we pray. And all God's people said what? Amen. 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 So here we are. We're in the, um, the, the whole armor of God in the book of Ephesians chapter 6. If you're with us for the first time tonight. Uh, we've been through so many different things. But I'm, I'm going to go ahead and read through. I've been reading the scripture every time we every start. Time. And so, you know, repetition is good. You know, you know, it's a um, practice makes perfect, right? I don't know if that's really true or not, but I think repetition has a way of kind of getting ingrained in your mind and in your heart. Right? I'm hope so. I hope so. Anyway, so it says here in Ephesians chapter six, verse ten. Uh, just follow along with me. Uh, make sure you have your notepads and stuff like that. You're going to write some things down tonight. Uh, verse 10 says, finally, he says, be strengthened by the Lord and by his vast strength. Mm. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the tactics of the devil. For our battle is not against flesh and blood and against the rulers and against authorities, against the world powers of this darkness, against the spiritual mm. forces of evil in the heavens. That's where our battle's from, folks. Never forget mm. that. It's not against each one of us. It's no. not against you and me. It's not against one another. <laughs> it's really the battle, the root of it comes from where? It's in the spiritual. heavenly places. Right. It's the spiritual forces in heavenly places. They're wicked. They're, they, they wreak havoc, and, they, and we, sometimes we let them wreak havoc in our lives. So be sure that you don't and, do and that. And that is so key because, you know, it, once we realize and recognize that that's where the battle's taking place, it makes you look mm -hmm. at everything a little different. That's so right. when conflict comes, you can look at it a little different, that's handle right. it differently. I think so. Yeah, yeah I think should, so too. It should you, make us do that. You put it in the proper perspective, yes. and then it's easy for you to cry out to God because, you know, you don't have the strength to overcome the devil. 
you're not strong enough for that. He's, man, he has power. He's more powerful than we are. That's why we can't do anything apart from Jesus. Jesus' right. power. Jesus' power conquers the devil power every single time. Don't forget that. So verse 13 says, this is why he says you must take up the full armor of God. So we need to protect mm-hmm. ourselves every day so that you may be able to what? Resist. resist in the evil day. When is the evil day? Today. Today. When is the evil right day? Now. Yesterday. When is the evil day? Tomorrow. <laughs> so tomorrow and then the next tomorrow. day. Next day. Tomorrow. It's almost like a groundhog day of evil <laughs> every day, right, until we leave this world. So mm. anyway, think about it. In the evil day. And, so, and having prepared everything to take your what? Your stand. Man, when you're ready to go, you can stand strong against what he comes at you, right? Stand, and then he says again, stand therefore with truth like a belt around your waist, righteousness like armor on your chest, Mm -hmm. and your feet and sandal with readiness for the gospel of peace. In every situation, take the shield of faith, and with it you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is God's word, Pray at all times in the Spirit with every prayer and request. And stay alert in this with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. So there you go, man. There's the whole armor of God. There's your format. There's your model. This is how we are to prepare ourselves every day before you get your feet planted on the floor. (laughs) Put this stuff on. I'm telling you, it works. It works. It works. Mm. Every time it works. And if you forget, well, then do it while you're having coffee or do it while you're in the car going to work, whatever you're doing. So let's just make sure you do it. Do it before you get out of bed if you can. If you think about it, say, I need the whole armor of God. Oh, Lord, I need, I'm so I sleep. I don't want to walk into that wall because I'm sleepwalking, <laughs> no. whatever. So anyway. Yeah, it makes a big difference. But as we go through, we're going to talk about the helmet of salvation tonight. And so, you know, our noggins are pretty important, right? These brains up here are pretty important, right? So yeah. we're going to talk about... Uh, what, how the evil one tries to mess with our brains. But mm-hmm. up to now, we've been going through some different things. So we right. talked, remember the first week, we talked about the belt of truth, right? Girding yourself with the truth of what? God's word. God's That's word. Right. God's Running word. every decision, everything we do everything under we do. the light That's of right. God's word. The light of God's word. This, right. is, this is his mirror for us. This is anytime we throw something at him. Hey, he gives us answers back right here right through there. the Word. Everything right. you need to know about life, everything about life, you, I can rest, you can rest assured, find it in God's written God. living Word. Okay? And so this is the belt of truth, so important. And then we talked about the next week, the breastplate of what? Righteousness, righteousness. right? We must yeah. live a righteous lifestyle, a right living. We have right living. That's aligning ourselves with what? The standard (laughs) of God's word. We're going to stand on God's word. We must stand on his word, right? And not the ways of what? The world. If we're standing on the word, (laughs) we're not standing on the world. If we're not standing on the word, then we are standing on the world, right? right. So that's kind of cool. Let's go with that. Anyway, so unrighteousness is the enemy's way. It's his invitation. That's right. That's how he attacks us. And (laughs) every time that's all he has, though. That's right. all he has, That's really. That's right. So we really do have to focus on Jesus. We have to focus, focus on the Word of God. <laughs> get my focus on the Word of God because that's what will give us the upright living. That's, right. That's living right. Did you get your tongue to wrapped around your eye teeth? I did. You did. That's a little right. bit. Yeah. That's all right. Okay. That's all right. It Go happens. Ahead. It happens to me all the time. Right. <laughs> Everybody said Amen. I heard Amen. that. I heard that out there. So, and then we got the uh, what the shoes of peace, right? 
shoes of peace where we can mm-hmm. have God confidence. We can stand firm with God confidence in peace, peace. that surpasses right. all understanding. Peace be still, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Help me to have peace be still. Some of you out there might be battling. Maybe you've got a storm in your life. He has it. Give it to him. Let him go and let him say in your life, peace be still, my friend. Right? So anyway, you need to do that. So and then and then we talked about last week the shield of faith, That's man. Right. I enjoyed that one too. Mm, it's that a, was good. Uh, we're, we, are to, we are learned. Uh, we're to learn how to give our faith what a job, a job, a job, <laughs> right? Something to do. So does your faith have a job, a job? So you need to make sure that your faith has a job. Mm-hmm. It's so important. So when you act like God is telling you the truth, that's what faith is. When you act that's like right. God, when you act, when you live like God is telling you the truth, when you live it, that's act, activating your faith. Faith is a action. It's not mm-hmm. inaction. Faith is an action word. So God is faithful. Therefore, you and I can have an act of faith. God is faithful. He's not going to let you. Listen, he's going to, if you're following him, even if there's a way that you think you should go, he will stop you from going that way as you're living in humble obedience right. in him. So, we, man, so learn to do that. I mean, there's, man, the truths in this word, honey, are just it, amazing. I, I know because when, when you really think about it and you think about all of these things that we've, we've discussed, each part of the armor, the parts that we wear, and then, and then we did the shield, which we take up. But all of those things, they just interact with each other. Mm-hmm. Because if, you, if you're living, um, running everything under God's truth, and then you are putting on the breastplate that protects you mm-hmm. and living that upright living, and then you have the shoes that give you the peace that right. passes all understanding that mm-hmm. we just don't understand. But God walks through everything with us. We can stand firm on what he's told us who he is in, in the mm-hmm. word of God. And then the, um, tonight we just we take up the, um, the helmet. The helmet of mm-hmm. salvation. That's right. The helmet of salvation is so vital. So as we talk about the helmet of salvation, um, I mean, the helmet is a very important thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And so what I want you to do is you have your notepad there. Put a number one. Okay, we're going to give you some sentences. Some of them a little bit longer. So uh, Brother Danny is going to help us kind of leave them up a little longer so you can kind of write them out for you or yeah, you know, some of you got a phone, take a picture of your TV. It would be kind of cool. I, I used to do that. <laughs> you think, oh, that's weird, Brother Phil. No, it works. Take a picture with your iPhone. And, and <laughs> you go, go back go later. <laughs> and then we can go back later and get you. That way you have to write nothing down. You take a picture of your TV, yeah. and it's all good. Or <laughs> if you're on your nice. iPad, you can screenshot it. You're hitting both buttons at the same time, yeah. and it'll take a picture. So anyway, do that. That's a good trick, good tip to know if you're in technology. Anyway, it's a good thing. <laughs> so anyway, number one. Everybody say number one. Number one. Okay, I hear you. Here it is. Your salvation is your liberation. Mm. Can you say freedom? Yes. Freedom. 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 I like freedom. Galatians 5.1, write down Galatians 5.1. Galatians 5.1 talks about our freedom in Christ, freedom of the Christian. It says Christ has liberated us Mm -hmm. to be what? To be free. He didn't liberation is making us free, not putting us in bondage. You should not be in bondage. You should be Mm -hmm. freed up. So if you're living for Jesus, you should be free. And he says, stand mm-hmm. firm then, right? And don't submit again to a yoke of slavery. And when I think about that, I think about how many times do you know people or even yourself, you can point your finger back at you and you can go, 
hey, you know what? I think I'm going to go back to where I was. You know, I like my life a little bit better than what I was doing before. It seemed like it worked out better before than it is now. And there's too much turmoil now as I'm it's a Christian. Too hard. And I, was like, it's too hard. I mean, I had a great friend. I had a great yes. friend of mine in the Air Force, and he invited me. He says, he says hey, Phil, man, he says, hey, I'm going to get baptized this Sunday at my church. Would you come? see me and I said why sure I would love to do that so Denise and I went to see him baptized and he was dunked he was baptized and all that stuff right and then we you know going back to work and then about 30 days later he comes up to me in the office and he says hey Phil man I need to talk to you man I started hard to talk to you and I said sure man so we walked outside beautiful day and he looked at me with tears and eyes he says I just can't do this I just can't do this he said he said before I got saved my life was easier it was easier but now that i'm saved it's like harder it's like tough i said i said bo i said think about this for a minute think about this when you were lost the devil had you where mm-hmm. he wanted you the devil had you in his clutches he had you there he didn't have to mess with you he was letting you coast through your evilness he was letting you coast <laughs> through your sinful lifestyle he was letting you do that and he was leaving you alone i said but the moment you put your faith and trust in jesus let me tell you what the devil does he starts cooking he starts turning up that heat buddy and he turns it up so hot he's trying to get you to stumble he's trying to get you to fall he's trying to get you to fall flat on your face he's trying to get you to deny jesus he's trying to get you to deny jesus but not living for jesus Mm -hmm. so remember that folks god listen wants you to live for him and and he is your strength he is your source of strength in, in times of trouble, in those times of trouble when the devil's always out to try to trip to you, trap you. you up. He is, tries to do that. He tries to do that in this church. He tries to do that in our mm-hmm. congregation. He tries to do that in every single way he can. He tries to find a foothold. If he can get a foothold in it to get you to doubt or think differently about who you are now that you're in That's Christ. Right. That's man, right. Boom, he's going to throw it out there, right? That's I mean, strength. I think about the nation of Israel, right? <laughs> so the nation of Israel are in bondage for 480 years. Well, they're, I mean, they're in Egypt for 400 years. A few hundred years, they're in bondage in that 480 years. They finally are delivered. Moses comes, you know the story, mm-hmm. let my people oh, go, God. and you know, the plague, the angel of death, Passover, all that stuff comes up, and then finally Pharaoh lets them go. So they get out, they get... They get to uh, the Red Sea, right? And, and they're trapped at the Red Sea. They get across the Red Sea, and they see this wonderful miracle that God did. I mean, God blew an east wind. It divides the Red Sea. And listen, folks, I've flown over the Red Sea. I looked down there somewhere I could see where the sea parted somewhere down below my airplane. I could see the entire Red Sea, and I'm thinking... Mm-hmm. This is a major miracle. The Red Sea runs north and south, so the east wind, the Bible says the east wind blew, and I said, looky there, you could tell, the east wind blows, it divided the sea, they walked, those, those millions of Jews walked over on dry land, got on the other side, listen, what happens? They sit there, and, um, and uh, once, it, once they see they're delivered, they, three days later, they're hungry, they start whining and crying. And then they start doing what to Moses. Later on, they start talking about, why did you bring us out here in the desert? Let us go back to Egypt. Why would you want to go back? Slavery. I know. Slavery. That's just it. He liberated them, and now they want to go back. I know. And we do that. We do that sometimes. And we do. And and the thing is, is that they experienced a visible power Mm, of God God delivering them out of there. And so how quick do we forget? Man, how quick do you forget? How quick do we forget? We all forget, man. Mm-hmm. We can't go back to Egypt. 
None of us can go back to Egypt. We don't need to go back there. So anyway, mm -hmm. that first one is your salvation is your liberation. liberation. Man, Ooh. when you're free, you you're are free, free indeed. indeed. <laughs> Amen, right? You're free. Everybody free? Yeah, I'm free, right? So it's really good. So number two, right? Number two, it says what? Salvation is not just about redemption. It is also a defensive, protective device. So the helmet protected from fatal blows to the head, didn't it, it did not? the head, yeah. It did. The enemy wants to get you to think wrong or not to think at all, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what the enemy wants you to do. So the helmet, when you look at the helmet, uh, you have the helmet. Uh, put, put that helmet up there, brother. And uh, when you yeah, look at this helmet, uh, oh, yeah, there it is. When you look at this <laughs> helmet, um, look at the helmet, the makeup of the helmet. You know, these guys, uh, they had these huge swords. And these swords, they, had, they were big, heavy swords. They were yeah, huge. It, it took two hands to wield the sword. And so when you look at it, all they do is, man, if they hit your head without a helmet, man, you were, you were toast. You were gone. You were, your, your, your mind was everywhere. I mean, literally, right? It was everywhere. So they devised these helmets. And if you look at the way the helmet's designed, look, it's got a little skirt comes down the back of the neck. Back here. That yeah. kind of catches that blade so it doesn't chop mm -hmm. your head off, right? And then, and then also, look, at the, on the <laughs> sides of it, you had a little armor plate that came down the side so they couldn't. So it wouldn't really protect hit your, your face. It would here, protect your, your, face your face and everything. Face. So, so when you look at this helmet, you can see that was, who would like to fight back in that day, really? Okay. I mean, that was brutal. I mean, there's, I can't think of things more brutal than that. And so, mm -hmm. and so the helmet was there to protect what? Protect your noggin. You need to protect your brain. It protects from blows in the head because what happens in the head? Everything in your life, everything operates because of your brain. Mm -hmm. Without your brain, mm -hmm. you cannot function. Amen? Look, Danny did some uh, oh, did. Danny magic. He Danny blew magic. up he the blew helmet. It up. You so see you that? Really Isn't that awesome? <laughs> like, woo, woo. That's so good, Danny. That's so awesome. So anyway, so there you go. And so the helmet was a vital, it's a vital protection. It's a defensive weapon uh, that mm -hmm. we can put on. And, you know, they could put it on at a moment's notice. They'd sling it on, and it would protect their head. To a degree, you would protect their head, but mm -hmm. certainly it's like riding motorcycles. You know, I brought my, I brought my helmet. See here, I got my helmet. You know, I like wearing my helmet. You know, it protects my noggin. I need some protecting on my well, noggin. What, what, what little there is of my brain. So I got, you know. We hope we never have to test it. I know. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't <laughs> want to test it. You know, and uh, I'm thankful. I think Brother Gary was wearing his helmet, I believe, and so. Uh, I'm thankful that he's okay, and uh, the Lord just spared his life, and so I'm very grateful, grateful for that. So the helmet is there to protect those fatal blows to the head mm -hmm. because, man, everything operates because of the brain. It tells the impulses of the organs and the body and everything uh, what, to what to do, where mm -hmm. to go, how to work, how to operate. So number three is next. Yeah. Salvation was meant to what? Implement an entire, an entire new way of thinking into your life. Oh, boy. I know. We've got to think differently, right? We think differently, yes. Think, and how, how, how do we think? Do we think what we think? No, we think what God tells us, right? And so when you look at Isaiah 59 and 17, Isaiah 59, uh, it says here, He put on righteousness like a breastplate and a helmet of salvation on his head. He put on garments of vengeance for clothing, and he wrapped himself in zeal as a cloak. So mm -hmm. salvation... On the head, like a helmet, right? That's what he does. Put salvation on like a helmet. The Lord, and this is what it's saying here, this is divine, this armament, mm. these things that we put on are divine. This is what Paul is saying. They're divine. 
Isaiah 59 says, hey, divine helmet. So what, it, what happens is it's like the Lord has taken the helmet off of his head and he's putting it on, Me. on you. It's on a you. gift. It's a gift. It's a, it's a divine, divine gift, gift from a, a God who loves us so much. That's right. Very yeah. much so. So that's really, that's very special. I mean, think about that for a minute. That is just pretty special. No hand-me-downs for us. No, no, that we get the best. That was from God himself. <laughs> Lord gives us the very best that he has, right? And he That's gives right. it to us. Absolutely, and we know that. Then number four says, the enemy is after your mind, right? We know that the enemy is. is after He's our mind. He's always scheming, so always gotta, looking for a, yep. a way to get at our mind, our way of thinking. So, Which is why we have to change how we think. That's right. Yeah. We have to always change how we think. In fact, 2 Corinthians chapter 10 Verses 3 and 4, listen to what it says. For though we live in the body, and we do, we do not wage war in an unspiritual way. Since the weapons of our warfare are not worldly, but are powerful through God for the demolition of what? Strongholds. Strongholds. So, strongholds. Fortresses. Fortresses in our lives. Why people will not believe. They're blinded. They can't see the Mm -hmm. truth. There's these walls, these impenetrable, it seems like walls that that people build around themselves. And listen, and it's like like the light of the Word of God cannot seem to get through. You know, um, I heard it described this way. Mm -hmm. Um, Satan loves to build a wall or strongholds. It's like like the um, dividers we use to section off a room. Right. And so right. when it's sectioned some. off, right, you can't see what's on the other side. Right. They can't see what's over here. Mm-hmm. And Satan builds that wall of a stronghold, a fortress. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so we can't even tap into God's power and strength because we can't see it anymore because we're so blinded by his scheme, his tactic that he's hit us with. Mm-hmm. He has built this wall. And that's why it's so important, like mm-hmm. we said up here, we have to change our way of thinking mm-hmm. so it's lined up with God's word. That's right. Running everything under God's word. That's right. And so many times I think of, um, I think of back before I was saved and I think about how it was, you know, that, and I wasn't even thinking, I mean, I wasn't even thinking, I mean, I wasn't even seeing God. I wasn't, I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't any frame of reference in my mind, in my, any, anything. And so I'm living my life with these blinders on. I don't, mm-hmm. I cannot see the truth for nothing. And so when we look at this here, we look, and sometimes as Christians, we can, we can absolutely do that. We can put some barriers up and just, mm-hmm. and just like, you know, we have a wall and you're not, and you're, here's the thing is you hear the truth, but you're not going to see it, you know, right. because you've got these strongholds in your life that are keeping you from God's level best for you. Mm-hmm. And listen, check yourself, man. Go internally here. Go internally and just draw a circle around yourself and get alone with God. When you lay your head down tonight and say, hey, God, Lord, are there any strongholds in my life or anything that's keeping me, any, mm-hmm. any barriers any in my life, yes. any unclean things, any things that I know shouldn't be there, and, Lord, direct me. Show me what to do. Lord, tear down these strongholds. Tear down these walls. Help me, Lord, to get over it. And listen, I promise you, God will be there mm-hmm. for you to overcome whatever those barriers are. He just is. And look at 2 Corinthians 4, uh, verses 3 and 4. 2 Corinthians 4, 3 and 4 says, But if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, right? These are lost people. And in their case, the God of this age has blinded the minds of the unbelievers, so they cannot even see the light of the gospel of the Lord Christ, who is the image of God. So you ever see those people, no matter what you say, no matter what you do, it's like you just cannot get through to them 
that Jesus is the real deal, that Jesus sacrificed his life for them. People will not listen, you know. And there are people as Christians when you try to tell them something that this is the right way to live. This is what the Word of God says. But for whatever reason, reason they, they'll, they'll justify things mm-hmm. in their life to, to try to make it like it's okay. And it's not okay with God. Mm-hmm. It's going to catch up with you eventually. If it hasn't, it's going to catch up with you. You need to, we are to change. When God gives us the truth, we need to adopt and adapt to that truth. We need to, ex- there needs to be an exchange, a great exchange mm-hmm. needs to take place in our life. Mm-hmm. And so let's exchange what is wrong and let's exchange it for the truth. We must put on and walk in the helmet mm-hmm. of his salvation. That's, That's right. what we must do. Number five, it says salvation gives you comprehensive coverage. How about mm-hmm. that? Don't you like that comprehensive coverage? Everything you need to remain safeguarded against the attacks of the enemy. So they have to leave that up for a little while. Salvation gives you comprehensive coverage. Everything you need to remain safeguarded against the the attacks of of the enemy. So every vital organ in every body part is told what to do from where? From the brain, right? Naturally. (laughs) We must protect our noggin, right? Mm -hmm. So we must protect that. It's important, right? The enemy has to attack the brain first knowing it controls everything that we do. Mm-hmm. He does it. He comes in here in the mind. He tries to alter your thinking. That's right. And he wants you to That's have thinking, thinking. It, it, and you cannot say it enough. It's mm-hmm. why it is so important to know the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Because when we know the Word of God, then we're going to walk in that. That's right. Knowing what God says rather than what Satan tries to make you believe he says. Yeah. The Word of God, the 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 Bible says the Word of God is a lamp unto my what? Mm -hmm. Unto my feet. And it's not just a lamp unto my feet, but it's also the light Light. on the pathway that I go. And listen, if I take God's Word and hide it in my heart, he says, then I will not sin against him. So we need to take that Word Mm -hmm. and we need to place it in our heart, place it in our mind, place it in our DNA, make it part of who we are. And listen, don't just put it in there. Listen, surrender your life, surrender your will, your person will, your human will, surrender it to the will of God. The will of God for you is his word, his Mm -hmm. written word is his will for you. So then adjust your life, surrender to it, and let him, listen, when you obey God, you need to leave all the consequences to him. And that's what we need to do, obey God and leave all the consequences to him, every single one. Because mm-hmm. he has you, man. He has you. He has you. He has you. He has you, right? So number six. So what the brain is to the body, the mind is to the soul. Oh, that's mm-hmm. good. That is what good. the brain is to the body, the mind is to the soul. So we must unpack our bag of all of the info that God, listen, supplies for mm-hmm. us through his word. And it's so important for us to do that. Anytime, listen, we listen to sermons. You guys have listened to sermons. We've been going through the book of Acts for over a year. You've been listening to sermon after sermon after sermon. And so many times, listen, now listen to me, church. Listen to me. We will hear these sermons. We will take great notes of these sermons. And then we'll go home, we'll leave here, and we'll close them in our Bibles, and we won't look at them ever again. You ever done that? Mm -hmm. Let me hear you, right? Hey, I've done that. I've done that. I know, and I'm sometimes I'm the world's worst. I can go home and brain dump, and I don't remember anything that I heard, and that's a shame, and that's pitiful. Really, 
Listen, God's word is rich. God's word is rich for you and for me. Mm -hmm. I believe that anytime you have opportunity to hear the word of God, whether it's a sermon or a Bible study or a devotional that you're doing, listen, meditate on that word. Meditation means to chew on it. Chew, 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 chew on it. I mean, a cow has how many stomachs? Four, like four I stomachs. So, something. you know, you were a farm girl, my oh, well. you know that. So <laughs> they would chew and they would regurgitate it. Chew, it was gross. Chew, regurgitate it, put it in another stomach and transfer it. And, you know, and all this grass and everything became white and it came out as milk. So, uh, I mean, I don't know any of that. I understand all that. But anyway, <laughs> but meditation is like that. You just kind of kind of watch a cow. Chew, chew. Man, what are they thinking? I don't know. I think they're thinking about chewing. I don't know. But anyway, so listen, we've got to chew on the Word of God. We've got to spend huge amounts of time and meditate. Mm-hmm. Take a word and take it throughout the day and think about it throughout the day. Write it mm-hmm. on a sticky note. Carry it with you. Put it on the mirror of your car, your mirror of your bathroom, the mirror of your kitchen, your refrigerator, whatever. Think about that word. Think about it. Say, okay, God, speak to me about this word. And I think that we need, need to do that. We must. We must listen. Mm-hmm. The, the, what the brain is to the body, the mind is to the soul. The soul. You know, mm-hmm. so we must take these principles that we learn and apply them and make them part of our what? Yeah, it's it's, it's part of who we are. And because I think so mm-hmm. many times people will um, come to salvation to the knowledge of the Lord. Mm-hmm. We get justified by His blood on the cross, for Him dying on that cross, right. raising from the dead, right? Yeah. And then we just don't do anything else. Right. But our salvation is you've preached on this it's progressive so we're ever changing and that's why it is so key for it to get down in there we talked about that last week putting it down in our spirit in our soul when when our mind changes by the worth of by the word of god Uh like we said in um um in the verse before when we were talking about it in the way we walk what we think what we're doing in our mind that's Mm -hmm. how we're going to act and take our steps. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's true. And I've used to say that little triangle thing all the time, man. What you believe, right, is at the bottom, mm-hmm. right? And what you believe, and then in the middle block would be is what you value. So what you believe mm-hmm. is on the bottom, and then the next block is what, is what you value. And what you value is how you're going to live your life on top, and the third block on top. So just imagine a triangle. You might want to just draw it down there and put three blocks. Mm-hmm. And the bottom is what you believe is what you value, is what you commit to action, how you live it out. Mm-hmm. So we need to live it out. Listen, if the brain is right, then mm-hmm. guess what else is right? Then your soul of who you are. Your soul is who you are. Mm-hmm. People say, well, what is the soul? Is it like a spirit in you? No, no, no. The soul is who you are. That's your mind, that's your will, that's your emotions. The soul is who you are as a person. This is Sister Deneen. Everybody knows mm-hmm. her Sister Deneen. <laughs> Not because of the way she looks, but because of who she is in her soul. And so your soul is what lives on. She's going to leave one day, and we're all, and hopefully not soon, and I, you know, but we're all going to leave one day, right? We're all going to leave one day. I mean, come on, you've all been to many funerals. We look at the bodies laying there, and there's no life in that body. That's right. The soul has left the body. And the soul is in the presence of the Lord, the soul of the person of who it is. And when we all get to heaven, listen, we're going to know, I'm going to know Sister Deneen, because you know, people always ask, well, well are we going to know each other? Yeah, we're going to be known as we're known, but we're going to be known better than we're known on the planet. Mm-hmm. I'm going to know Sister Deneen better than I can know her as a husband. I'm going to know her, I don't understand that, but mm-hmm. we're going to be known as we're known. Listen, that's why Peter could say, Elijah, Moses on the Mount of Transfiguration, and nobody introduced him to him. 
but he knew exactly who they were. We're going to know each other, and it's going to be mm. so amazing. And I, we're going to know each other better than we could ever know each other on this planet Earth. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's, because that's God. That's unfathomable. <laughs> that's, that's like, oh, it's, you know, it's yeah. mind-blowing. <laughs> but you know what? We have so much waiting on us. We have so much in store. Oh. Listen, hang on, folks. Hang on. Hang on just a little longer. Hang on mm. in his truth. Hang on in obedience. Hang on. Mm. Listen, hang on to Jesus. Hang on. Put that whole armor on. And listen, when we get to the other side, <laughs> I'm telling you, the victory is already won. Yes. Bible says it's all, we're already more than cars Christ Jesus because of what Jesus because of what he Jesus did. did on the cross. So we have a home in heaven. It's going to be awesome. And sometimes we just forget who we are, right? We do. We must listen. The brain is the right, and the soul to be right. So Ephesians chapter one, when he, Paul talks about the brain, he talks about the mind, and he talks about in Ephesians chapter one. And I just want to kind of read through this, and I want you just to kind of veg uh, veg out on this scripture here because it talks about who you really are in Christ, who you are. And it says, praise mm -hmm. the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has what? Who has blessed, blessed us, blessed us, blessed us, right? In Christ with every spiritual blessing mm -hmm. in the heavens. So what, from now on, when you go out and you meet people, you say, don't say I'm blessed, say I'm fat. I'm fat because fat is where it's at. I'm at, I'm I am fat. I'm I'm blessed. It means you're you're a fool. What are you full of? Listen, listen to what you're full of. This is you and me as believers. For He chose us in Him before what? Before the world was even made to be what? To be holy. holy. What is holy? Remember last time to be sanctified, to be set apart, not the same, not like the world, mm -hmm. not like anything. To be holy, like God is holy. We are to be holy, right? He says holy. He says. And blameless in his sight. How are we blameless? The blood of Jesus Christ covers a multitude mm -hmm. of sins. We are blameless because of Jesus. In love, he predestined us to be what? Adopted through Jesus Christ for himself. We are adopted. You know that in the natural life today, when you adopt a child, you know it's easier to take a biological child away from a parent than it is an adopted child. It's like they're grafted in. There's no way that you can separate an adopted child from a from an adoptive parent and that's that is just that's amazing so when you when you look at this we are adopted through jesus christ for who for himself according to his favor and will to the praise mm. of his glorious yes. grace that he favored us with in the beloved and then in verse 7 he says we have what redemption we've been bought back in him we've been bought back in him through what his blood that was shed for what the forgiveness of our trespasses our sins according to the riches of his glorious grace that he what what does he do with that grace he lavished it on us with all wisdom and understanding there it is wisdom understanding he made known to us what the, the mystery, mystery of his will. He is showing, he is revealing to you and me right this very second, the mystery of his will in the reading of the scripture right here. He has done it, he has done it, he has done it. And so listen, and he says, according to his good pleasure that he planned in him for the administration of the days of fulfillment to bring everything together in the Messiah, both things in heaven and things on earth. That means we're going to be married up with him in heaven. It's mm. a done deal. We're already in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. In fact, if you look at the second verse of Ephesians, it tells you that, that you and I in the Spirit are already in the heavenly places, seated with Christ Jesus in heavenly places. 
Praise the Lord. That is so mm, awesome. Amen. That is so good. And it says, verse 11, it says, uh, it says, we have also received what? Look at who you are. Look at who we are. We have received an inheritance yes. in him, predestined <laughs> according to the purpose of the one who works out everything mm. in agreement with the decision of his will, so that we who are already put our hope in the Messiah might bring praise to his glory and then verse 13 says, when you heard the message of truth, when you heard the word of God, the gospel of your salvation, and when you believed in him, mm. you were also what? Sealed, sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Holy Spirit comes in. You are sealed to the day of redemption. No way. The Holy Spirit will never leave you, will never forsake you. Listen, God will never leave mm. you and forsake you because he walks with you everywhere your foot trots, everywhere you step, everywhere you go, every decision you make, make it with him. Let him lead you in the decisions of your life. Mm. Let him. He knows what's best for you. Submit. He's with you. Take him as, mm. you, as he goes. Listen, you walk with him. He's in you, but you walk with him. Let him lead your life. He is the down payment of our inheritance for the redemption of the possession mm -hmm. to the praise of his glory. And it said, this is why in verse 15, since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, he, Paul said, I never stop giving thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. And I think about our fellowship. I think mm -hmm. about our prayers. I think about how we lift you guys up. Right. And I know you guys lift us up. And listen, that's what we're to do. That's what the body of Christ is to do, is to lift each other up. And we, we remember mm -hmm. each other in our prayers. And Paul said, I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, would give you what? A spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. I pray that the perception of your mind, here it is, the perception of your mind may be what? Enlightened. I pray, Lord Jesus, everybody out there, that mm. the perception of their minds will forever mm. be enlightened by your word so that you, so that you and you and you and you and you may all know mm. what is the hope oh. of his calling, what are the glorious riches of his inheritance among the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his vast strength. Uh, all his power. All <laughs> That's who we strength. are, folks. Yeah, it's all ours. That's it's ours. available to tap into right. all of it. Everyone, of oh, Everyone understand that the blessings of God means that we are literally fat with his riches mm -hmm. in the knowledge of his word. We have available everything that God was and everything that God is. Amen? Amen. That's so Amen. good. It doesn't matter how young you are, how old. God supplies us an overabundance of himself if we only surrender to his authority and his truth. Mm. And you know, in Proverbs 23, 7 says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So how do you think about yourself? How do you see yourself? Then go back and read this. Sit down and meditate on this verse by verse and word by word. Mm. Meditate on it. Listen, this is who you are in Jesus. Mm -hmm. And never forget that. Never forget that. It doesn't matter how young or old. It's you. It's all. It's who we are, right? That's right. Oh, that's man, that's so that's good, good, man. <laughs> ah, that's so good. So number seven, it says salvation is about your what? Identity. Identity. It's about who you are in Christ, just yes. like we just read about. See, and all of that is important because, you know, you, you can get beat down by, and this is, this, is, this is part of what Satan tries to do. This mm -hmm. is part of his attack, his schemes that he does with us. He will try to remind you what you did back there, what you said back there, the actions you took, where God has brought you from. Yeah. And he will try to remind you of those so you get stuck. That's right. 
you get stuck right there, paralyzed mm-hmm. with what you think he's reminding you of, what he's trying to tell you. But what, what is so important about the Word of God is that when we are reading the Word of God, remember that it's the Word of God that transforms our thinking. It changes how That's we think. Right. Our identity is in Christ. Mm-hmm. Phil just read that in this scripture. And we have to believe what he says about That's us. Right. What, a, what God says about us, it's not about what others say about us, but it's right. all about who he says we are. That's and right. we're everything that you just read. That's right. Yep, it's not who you once were. That's past no, tense. No, that's past. But it's who he is in you today. Mm. It's present tense. Oh. Present tense. He's in you, with you. He's upon you, everything. The old is dead. The new has come. Right? The old man has passed right. away. The new man has come. The old man is crucified. The new man is resurrected. Right? So old, you know, Jesus, I mean, he's the example. The old is gone. The new has come. And so that's do what that. the helmet does. It that's protects right. our heads, our thinking, our mind, so right. that the word of God gets pushed into our soul. Right. So then you can believe what he says about you. Not, what, right. not what Satan tries to make you think mm-hmm. about yourself. Right. And the important thing is, it's not anything that we've done. We didn't no. do anything. This isn't about what we did. We can't, we are, we are depraved. We are helplessly mm-hmm. hopeless without him. Damn. Completely. Look at 1 Corinthians six 19. You've heard me quote this many times. Don't you know that mm-hmm. your body is a sanctuary of the Holy Spirit who is in you? I know this talks about sexual sin, but listen to this. Whom you have from God. And this is what I want you to hear. You are not, not your, your own. own. For you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body, in your thinking, in your walking, in your talking, in your mm. working, in mm. your living. Yes. Glorify yes. God who is in you, right? The result of you not belonging to you is the great exchange must take place. You exchange you mm. for him, yeah. right? And when, you, when he comes inside of you, that's what you're saying. When you get saved, you're saying, Jesus, I can't do this. He says, you're right. You let can. me come in. Let me take over. And Jesus was taking over. But you got to let him take over every single day. It's not just a one-time deal. It's an everyday deal. You've got to die every day to yourself. Mm-hmm. Every mm-hmm. single day. And it's amazing because God seals you to the day of redemption. You're sealed. Nothing can ever take that away from you. But at the same time, mm. God says progressively, if you've got to die to yourself, you've got to make a conscious effort to die to yourself every single day. Yes. And it's just, it's just mm. an amazing thing. So, and then James 1.21 says, Therefore, ridding yourselves of all moral filth, as God reveals it to your mind, mm-hmm. shuck it, get rid of it, peel yes. the onion skin, let throw it, it away, let it go, let it go. Let it go. You want to no, that song? No, 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 no. You want to <laughs> that song? Let no, it go. No. Come on, sing no, no, go right, on. Right, anyway, so <laughs> the greatest miracle God can do is in your mind. That's the greatest mm-hmm. miracle he can do. It's inside out living. Mm-hmm. My change, my testament, when I got saved, I mean, God radically altered, changed, transformed, redecorated, remodeled, uh, listen, uh, uh, metamorphosis my life. Mm-hmm. And he did that, and he is still doing that. He is mm-hmm. still changing me every single day from what I once was to what I am today. I would not, listen, folks, I would not be mm-hmm. sitting at this table with this lovely bride of mine if it had not been for the intervention of a holy God into my life and that me, I had to be willing to let it go and let him mm-hmm. control my life. I would so not true. be in this position. I would not be. I probably would have been dead years ago. 
Because if, but I had made a decision of surrendering to the will of God. And I never, when I got saved, I wasn't thinking about preaching or being a pastor or a youth pastor or anything like that. <laughs> and here we are, man. I was in the military, man. I was fighting for my country. I was doing this and that. I was flying all over the world, having a good time, and at the same time serving my country at the same time. But you know what God did? God took and he radically transformed my life. And now my purpose and it was no longer for me. My purpose was, listen, for God and for my family, and for each and every one of you today. And so I just mm-hmm. praise the Lord praise for that. Praise the Lord. That's we just, listen, so true. Listen, it's just, it's about <laughs> letting go and let God control your life. It's so much better that way because he knows how to lead you and guide you, right? Right. You do that. So number eight, what happens? We cooperate, cooperate. in the sanctification process. You say sanctification, that's, right. that's a huge word. It is. It means to be set apart. apart. Set apart from the flesh. Set apart from the world. Set apart. It means be holy. The Bible says, be ye holy, for I am holy. Moses could not approach God Mm -hmm. until he took his sandals off. He said, Moses, take off your shoes, for you are on holy ground. He was in the presence of a holy God. And listen, folks, you just don't go, you just don't go up and say, hey, hey, God, you're my homeboy. You just don't do that. You just don't. He's a holy God. Mm -hmm. There's holiness there. When he's holy, this is why this is why I love is that you know we're up here on the platform, why, and that's why pastors have a pulpit. Why? Because the word of God is to be elevated above everything else. This is why pastors stand. And you ever seen them old churches that had the big uh, they had the big glass oh, yeah. pulpit, you know, oh, and it was mm-hmm. up way high and lifted up, you know, mm-hmm. because the because the word of God is to be elevated above mm-hmm. everything else. Mm-hmm. The word of God is that important. That it needs to be elevated in your life and in my life. It is that important. It's God's word. Mm-hmm. And so what he talks about in cooperating in the sanctification, he talks about Romans 12, 1 and 2. Write down Romans 12, 1 and 2. And some of you probably already know this verse. It says, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, he says, I urge you, Paul says, to present your what? Your bodies right. as a what? Living and holy. Sacrifice, a living and sacrifice, a living sacrifice. You know, if you'll stop there a second, because, you know, mm-hmm. we don't hear much about holy living, you know? know? People don't really talk about holy living, but again, mm-hmm. it goes back to the breastplate of righteousness. Mm-hmm. It goes back to that upright living, living mm-hmm. under the right. authority and of the sovereignty God. of God. Mm-hmm. We're different. We're right. made to be different. That's right. Absolutely, we are made to be different. So holy and pleasing to who? To God. Mm-hmm. And this is He said, this is your spiritual act of worship. This is your spiritual worship. Your spirit. It's it's your reasonable. It's reasonable act of worship. Re- some translators say reasonable spiritual act of worship. Mm-hmm. Do not be conformed. Listen to the warnings. Do not be conformed to this, to this age. World. What age? Mm-hmm. To this age, to the, the world, world, to the, the world system, the What's culture, everything on? is on it. <laughs> quit being like everybody. Quit going out and partying like everybody. Quit going out and just doing what everybody else is doing. I'm not saying you can't go out and have fun and do wholesome things. But I'm saying quit trying to mix with the world. Mm-hmm. Be ye separate. Come out from among them. Mm-hmm. Because that's not who you are as a Christian anymore. You can't sit there. You can't. You can't have one foot in one and one foot in the other. That's, no. That is wrong living. That's not godly living whatsoever. So, you know, when you do it, listen, you just need to, to do it. Be trembling in your mind so that you may discern what is good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. Our minds are renewed by the living word of God. When you read it, it's like a divine 
It's like a big, giant, divine highlighter comes over, and it kind of shows you what it's saying. It opens your minds to mm -hmm. his eternal truth just for you, just for us, and he does that. And we must recite his word daily, place it everywhere. Like right. in Deuteronomy 6 or in Joshua 1, mm -hmm. 9, when he talks about, you know, reading the scripture when you get up in the morning, reading the scripture when you at noontime, reading the scripture when you lay down at night, read the scripture, the word of God. In fact, the Jews, the Jews would have a thing called a mezuzah. It's a box that was fixed to their doorpost. Mezuzah means doorpost. And that box was fixed there. And inside the box was scripture, mm -hmm. the word of God. So when the Jews would leave their home, the last thing they saw was the word of God as they walked out the door to go to work as a reminder of them who they were. And then when they came back home, what's the first thing they saw? The, the box with the scripture, <laughs> the word of God. So when they left, the, first, the last thing they saw was the word. The first thing they saw when they came back home was the word of God. And the word of God protected mm -hmm. that safe environment of the home. And so it's good. So put scripture all over your, you should have scripture all over your house. Do it. Put signs up, put pictures up. I would do it, quilt stuff. And I love it, it when it, I It's just walk a reminder, right? It, it, just, rem it reminds yeah. us of who he is, That's who right. he says we are, mm -hmm. and it's just it a safeguard. It, it really is. Really, it's really awesome. So have your home protected by the living word of God. It's true. It works. It's powerful, right? More powerful than we realize. Number nine, the last one. Strongholds are what? Torn down through... Mm -hmm. The Word of God. God. Yes. Word is the sword dividing, cutting through the garbage of your life. That's, That's what it right, does. That's right, because this Word is living. It's mm -hmm. a living Word, and it's sharper, the mm -hmm. Bible tells us, than a, a two-edged two -edged sword. sword. And, you know, I would just say, um, our ladies, um, before we started doing the armor of God, we mm -hmm. went through months of praying God's Word. And through this study, we went through all of the different strongholds that can come in our come up in our lives and then what do you do with that when you have a stronghold realizing you have mm -hmm. that stronghold using God's word the scripture and then praying through that scripture because remember we got to remind ourselves what God's word tells us about who we are not what mm -hmm. the addiction is or right. the stronghold is right. that we need to overcome but what God's mm -hmm. word says about us and you start praying God's word Mm -hmm. And you start praising him for mm -hmm. what he's doing. The baby steps, the small moment-by-moment moment, um, advances that we make, then you don't have time, you don't have That's room right. to allow Satan to attack you with those strongholds that he tells you yeah. you can never overcome. That's right. He tells you that, but we know that we're more than overcomers because right. he's greater in uh, us than Satan in, in this world. That's so right. we just have to remind ourselves of those mm -hmm. things That's that right. God says about it. So it makes me think about that. You know, have you ever read something that a writer had written that just so touched your heart, treasure? You might have a certain poet or poems or whatever, people who would take pen and words to paper. And sometimes these people would do this, and they would make thousands and thousands of dollars in doing mm -hmm. this, right? And so you probably know some authors or some people that you've read or some sweet poems that people are just amazing what they mm -hmm. can do. You know, they're like, they're, they're, they're the geniuses of our day <laughs> literature, right? I would read old books of old guys who written. I'm thinking, man, how did they know how to think like that, you know? I mean, I think about what we have today, and I think we think a lot more shallower than, say, the folks did back in the 1700s, you know? And I, especially when I look at governmental things like our Constitution and stuff like that, you know, and decoration. I mean, the penmanship of the words mm -hmm. are just... Oh, man, they're like uh, eternal. It's like it's unbelievable. And people make a lot of money of that, right? And you think about it. Then there's wealthy people, right, whoever to make capital investments, 
right, into capital, the Rockefeller Carnegie, different ones. And then you got government. The government prints our money, money. right? They, they kind of do all the administrative stuff, and then they put the stamp, and they pass out all the money. And then you got people that are mechanics who can take, like, $5 part, <laughs> right? Fix and the, it. And then charge you a $500 <laughs> fee, right? So anyway, right? amen. Can anybody, uh, any ladies out there can uh, raise their hand or all that one? I know, right? And so, and so you see that. So like the artist, the artist draws a painting that's worth, what, thousands and thousands of dollars. You think about that. But here's something that's really interesting. God, right, can take a worthless nothing like myself <laughs> to make me useful for others. Building what? His kingdom. kingdom. Encouraging his flock. Making that crooked path straight in their life. Is that you? Maybe, maybe you feel like you're nothing. Maybe you feel like Maybe if you feel like you don't amount to anything, there's nothing in my life. Uh, maybe you feel foolish. Maybe you feel like you don't, you're not worth anything. Maybe you're no, you feel that way. I don't know. Plenty of people feel that. There's, there's a lot more people that feel that way than a lot more people that feel successful. Believe me, they are. And they feel like they don't matter. They don't feel like nobody notices. Nobody cares. Nobody sees me. I live here by myself mm-hmm. or whatever. And we say, I don't know. But listen, listen to this truth in 1 Corinthians. Let this resonate mm-hmm. in your heart. Those of you who feel worthless, those of you who feel all alone, those of you who feel like nothing matters, listen, everything, listen, you matter to God mm-hmm. every single day. Let me show you what the truth of his word says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 27 through 29. He says, instead he said, God has chosen what is foolish mm-hmm. in the world to shame the wise, and God has chosen what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God has chosen what is, listen to this, insignificant and despised in the world, mm-hmm. uh, what is viewed as nothing, as nothing, to bring to nothing what is viewed as something, so that no one can boast in his presence. Jesus takes the least of these, the least of you and I, right, to make the best of him through the least of us. Mm. And you know, ah, that's so good. So we know some people, don't we? God, God, is, God is so good. And I, I, I got to say, I think through this study for me, I've, I've heard this study, I've read this, this scripture, mm-hmm. but through this study, just really diving into this, it has made me realize, you know, Satan, we got to remember, the enemy is always scheming. He's looking for a way in. He's, he is um, checking you out, noticing how you do things, what you do. He is actually making a plan. So we have to, as God's children, as a, a daughter in Christ, I am his child, you are his child, we have to make a plan and be purposeful to combat what he says about us. Yes. So that, again, we can't say, I don't think you can say it enough. You so have to know what God says. He says, I am, you know, yes. I yes. am. Yes. So, and all of this scripture, all the Bible, everything in here is, is filled with who he says he is and what he thinks about who I am. And so that's what I have to know. And if I know those things, then I can shut down what Satan's scheme is, because yeah. I've got my own God plan, and That's he right. can't get in. That's exactly right. Honey. That's very good. That's very good. You know, it kind of reminds me of an evangelist we used to listen to one time. His name was David Ring, 
And I was thinking about mm -hmm. this. David Ring, a wonderful event. You know, event. He'd share the gospel. He'd go from church to church, and he'd come in and blow up, and blow in, blow up, blow out, you know, and they could tell you exactly where you come from. But here's the special thing, and I want you to Google David Ring. Google David Ring. You'll be very surprised about David Ring, the evangelist. David Ring uh, suffered from cerebral palsy, mm -hmm. and he suffered severely for it. And yet this man would travel the world, and he would, he would go into church after church, and he would present the gospel mm -hmm. and talk to people, and he, you know, he would talk about his life. He would talk about how every step was a struggle, how every word that he spoke was pain and agony. He would talk about, talk about taking what people would consider the foolishness of the world. God took a man like that, and thousands and thousands and thousands of people were saved through yeah, his ministry. Uh, God takes, listen, the things that we think are insignificant. You think you're insignificant? That's all right. You're the right person that God wants to use to make a difference and impact the world and change it. And so, listen, don't, don't sell yourself short. Don't think that no. you don't matter. Don't think, don't think, oh, I'm too old to do anything. No, listen, Moses <laughs> was 80 years old when he went back to <laughs> Egypt. Get that in your head. 80 years old. He was just getting started. So, listen, don't think you're exempt. Don't think you're washed up. Don't think you're dried up and that nobody can. Listen, God wants to use you. He wants you to stuff envelopes. He wants you to make phone calls. He wants you to encourage people. He wants you to get busy sharing the gospel mm -hmm. and doing those things. Put on that divine helmet and walk in Jesus and do that. That's right. And let him protect your mind. Let him, listen, let him lead you and guide you into all truth. And listen, when you go to the grave, then you can go to the grave truly empty because mm -hmm. you have served the master with every ounce of energy and potential and purpose that you had. That's right, because you got to remember. It's what? a war. It's a war. It's a spiritual it a war. war, and we're in a battle for our mind, and that's why that's, that helmet of salvation that's is right. so important. That's right. So blow your trumpet right. for God. <laughs> blow your trumpet <laughs> for God, right? Helmet of salvation, amen? That's right. We need right. to do that. Amen. Well, let's pray together. I want to pray for you. Listen, never think you're not. Listen, God didn't make you for nothing. God makes. Precious. Listen, you're precious in the mm -hmm. sight of God. It don't matter what other people think. I know what God thinks of you. He loves you, and you're precious yeah. to him. Every single one of you out there, everyone, every single one, and you matter to God. And you matter to us. And you matter to us. <laughs> and that's important. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for the helmet of salvation. We thank you for this word. We thank mm -hmm. you, Lord, that we can be encouraged to know, God, that, Lord, that if you're controlling our brain activity and you're controlling what we're thinking, Lord, we know that we can walk in your perfect will. Lord, help us to do that. Help us to take the mind of Christ. Lord, let us apply the eternal truths of your word into our heart and mind. Mm -hmm. Help us to absorb that, absorb that in our brain and our heart like a sponge so that, Lord, at the proper time, Lord, that we can repeat your words. We can live out uh, the word. We can flesh out, Lord, what you have taught us to do. Help us to not go home and just not unpack this. Help us to unpack this tonight before we go to bed. Help us to look at it. Help us to tear down strongholds that may be keeping us from your level best for us. All of us have a, none of us are washed up. We're only washed mm -hmm. up when we choose to be washed up. We're only, we're only, we only, we choose to not flourish because, Lord, we get into a pity 
party with yourself like we don't matter. Listen, every person matters to God. That's why you're living. And that's why God has allowed you to live. So flourish, bloom where you are planted. You might not like where you're at, but bloom where you're planted. Make a difference to your neighbor next door. Make a difference. Do something nice. Make something for him. Give him some. Give him a pot of flour. Grow some flowers and give them to your whole neighborhood. Mm. Do something that would make a difference. And, Lord, that would encourage the life of somebody else and lead them to a loving Jesus. Help us, Lord. Protect us, Lord Jesus, that helmet. Protect our minds. Let us have right thinking and not mm. stinking thinking. That's devil thinking, right? Let us think the mind and the word of God. And, Lord, we give you praise. I give you honor and glory for everyone that's out there, God, that you would work in their life. Lord, from this moment forward, Father, we give you praise and glory for it all. For it's in Jesus' precious name. And all Amen. God's people said Amen. what? Amen. Amen. So what I want you to do is stay there. I'm going to show you a little video that I had promised last Sunday. This is something that our leadership team and myself, we've sat down, we've listened between me, the leadership team, and praying to the Lord as leading us in the path that we're going to walk. Listen up, and uh, I love y'all. God bless y'all. Hey, everybody. This is Pastor Phil at the Hills Campus. Just wanted to reach out to each and every one of you to say howdy. And uh, it's good. I just want to give you an update of everything that's happening here at the church uh, in the coming uh, weeks to come. And uh, just want to hopefully everybody receive their letter. If you got your letter, whoo, that's awesome. I hope that was good news for you to read coming in the mail. And listen, if you didn't get one uh, from, for whatever reason, call the church and let us know that you didn't get one, we'll make sure that you get one, okay? Because sometimes people can be overlooked, not on purpose, but it might happen where your name was just misplaced or whatever. So make sure you call the church, leave a message, I, I didn't get a letter, and leave your address, your name and address on there, and we'll get one in the mail right away for you. So that will be really awesome. Uh, also, I just want to tell you, though, you know, uh, as far as the explanation of the, of the letter itself, we're so excited the fact that we're going to be separate and be our own individual church here in Beverly Hills, Florida. What an awesome thing we get a chance to do. What an awesome opportunity God is giving each and every one of us. And if you notice the name is Hills Church, let me explain to you why we want to call it Hills Church. Hills Church is Basically, we've been called for the last two and a half years when Denise and I came and we started having special community events out here, which we have about three or four of them major events where we invite the community into our campus. And as they've been coming, the first time that we did it, we were called Cornerstone Hills Campus Church. And so what happened was we found out as the event was taking place that people came at the end of the event because they went to the main campus in Inverness, Florida, before they came back here. And so they missed our whole event activity. So we got thinking about, well, how can we, uh, how can we curb that so that doesn't happen again? So what we did was we flipped it. We said, we are the Hills Campus Cornerstone. And in fact, what we ended up doing was we ended up just telling people, hey, this is Hills Campus. Welcome to Hills Campus. Hills Campus, Hills Campus, Hills Campus. That's what we were doing. Hills Campus. And so our community has grown to know us as the Hills Campus 
church. And so, and so when they come, so they know who we are. That kind of highlights who we are. So when this opportunity came for us to separate, is that what can we do that we don't lose the significance of the footprint that we have within our community? And so we decided, hey, Hills Church would be the greatest way to do that. Plus, the process has been speeded up. We're trying to get this done so we can get underway. We could be our own separate church as early as next month. And so in order to do that, there's different processes we have to go through. One of them is to establish a, what they call an EIN, or Employee Identification Number. That's kind of like the church's social security number. And so what we had to do is we had to have a church name in order to get one. So we gave them Hills Church. And so that's who we are is Hills Church, and that's why we did that. And uh, so I just think that it's just the logical choice for us is being known in the community as Hills Church. That's going to, you know, if we had a totally different name, what I was concerned with, if we have a totally different name, people would think, well, what happened to that church that was the Hills Campus? What happened to them? Why did they close down? Why did they change the name? What happened there, you know? And so we want people to know that we're the same church, the same body, the same folks that meet, the same people that are loving people, loving on the community, because that's what we want to continue doing, right? And I know that you guys are with me on doing that. So just want to encourage you in that, okay? So that's really kind of cool. I'm excited about that. I hope you're excited about it, you know, and everything's been going great. But I got some other exciting, very good news for each and every one of you. We are going to be getting back together again on May 31st. So put it down on your calendar. May 31st is going to be our very first Sunday back. And uh, I'm excited to see how we're going to do that. And, and I know how we're going to do that. So I just want to explain to you, it's going to be still social distancing. We're going to have to mind our P's and Q's when we come because we don't want to be... Um, uh, we just don't want anybody to get sick because they come back the first time at church. And so I just want to encourage you, if you have a mask, I'm going to encourage you to wear your mask. Please wear your mask. And when you come, and when you do come and you'll come in, we'll have our greeters will be out there. They'll be in masks and they'll open the doors for you so you don't have to really touch anything. You can just come on into the sanctuary. And then how we're going to have everybody seated as, you're going to find that our Sunday paper is going to be in the pew. And if you see a Sunday paper in the pew, that's a spot that has not been taken yet. And so you'll have your Sunday paper and you'll have your place to sit. And it will have all those Sunday papers spread out throughout the sanctuary. So we should have room for pretty much everybody, I think. But if not, you know, first come, first serve. So make sure you get here and get you a good seat. And, uh, and we'll do that. And so it'll be really awesome. Also, I just want to encourage you as well. If some of you are not feeling well, Go ahead and stay home. We're still going to do online. We're still going to provide it online so you can see it. And so it'd just be a wonderful time to get together. But listen, if you're if you got if you're if you don't feel well, just make sure you just go ahead and stay home. It'll be okay. And when you get over it, you can come on back uh, the next Sunday. And so it's going to be a wonderful time until we finally get all gathered back together. I love the fact of getting all the what the puppies back in the box. I'm I'm excited to see that. I know that you're excited to see that. You have been so missed. You just don't know. Sister Dean and I, we just miss each and every one of you not being here with us. And it's been really strange for your pastor to preach to a, a bunch of empty pews. And uh, But it's been awesome. So I'll be excited. I know you'll be excited. So, man, we just look forward to each and every one, every, every one of you returning back to the Hills campus. So I'm excited all that God is doing. 
continue praying. I want to thank you. Uh, those, all of you guys that have been tithing and sending your gifts and your tithes in. Listen, it's been wonderful. We've been doing excellent. And uh, I am very great. We are all very grateful for you guys that the mission of the church is still moving forward. And so we just very grateful for each and every one of you with all the prayers and the concern, prayer for people that is going through all kind of different things. So I'm excited for us to get back together. And I'm excited for the new church beginning here for us as Hills Church. And I hope that you are too. Pray for God's power. And listen, if there's anything I would ever ask you to pray for, pray for God's protection because you know, a new level means a new devil. And so we've, all, we've got to be on guard for our souls. We've got to be on guard for the things that we do and what we hear and what we think and what we say. And so just think about that and just make sure, you know, we don't want to give opportunity for the devil to get in here and try Because he's going to try. He's going to try. You already know it. I know he's going to try it. So just continue just to lift up the Lord, lift up this church, lift up one another, and let's just build the body of Christ as he has foreordained it for us to do it. Amen. We love you. We'll see you on May 31st, but I'll see you this Sunday online. So make sure, invite some guests to be online and invite them to come to church on the 31st, okay? Amen. God bless you. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.